This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, hey, guys. Hey. It's Elizabeth. And Alex. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast. Welcome. If this is your first time listening to the show, Alex and I are estheticians in Brooklyn, New York, and we get to see you here every Friday to teach you everything that we know about beauty and skincare while learning a thing or two from our friends and guest experts that come to hang. And today we have Roberta Muradfar back on. She's a beauty body injectable specialist who owns Afache. Um, Roberta's great. She's very knowledgeable on all things injectables. I think also what I really like about her is that she's not just injectables. She doesn't claim that injectables cure everything when it comes to looking great and slowing down how old we look. She acknowledges that there's many layers to that process. Slowing down how old we look. <laughs> I didn't want to say the aging process for whatever so funny. reason. It is funny. <laughs> Slowing down how old we look. <laughs> it was like the bootleg way of saying it. But she's very smart and somehow knows the answer to every question. Yeah, because she's been doing all the bad bitches in L.A. for years. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's kind of like my friend Liz Chan was saying to me, she was like, you know, you guys are so good at what you do because you live in such a diverse place. So it sort of forces you to see every skin type, you know, every brow shape, every ethnicity. And that forces you to be a better esthetician. And I would say the same with Roberta. You know, being in L.A., it forces you to see so many different types of aesthetics, so many ethnicities, so many different types of beauty and so many different types of skin. And so it forces you to really, you know, hone in on your craft so you can be great. And she's fucking great. Also, I just want to be best friends with her. Me too. <laughs> I'm completely going to go and get my tramp stamp removed just so we can hang. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. Um, okay, this was a really fun episode because we actually reached out to you beauty baddies on Instagram and asked you what questions you had for Roberta and y'all delivered. You came in with the best questions within like honestly 12 hours. And so this whole episode is really just all of your questions. Thank y'all for, you know, showing up and being so fucking smart. Also kind of shows how much of this industry just like isn't very clear and is just like everything in the beauty industry, like very gatekeepy. So I think it's really cool that Roberta breaks it down for us. Yeah. And she gave us so much of her time. By the end of it, she I was really like, wow, did. it's been an hour and a half. I think that uh, that's probably enough for today. Um, but this was great. I learned a ton. I had, really didn't know much about injectables coming in and I have a lot of questions going out, but I definitely learned a shit ton today and you guys are going to also. Same. All right. So without further ado, enjoy our conversation with Roberta Muradfar. Enjoy. 
My name is Roberta Moradfar, and I'm a certified aesthetic nurse practitioner in Santa Monica, California. Okay, so I'm pumped to have you on the show because the first time you were here, we were talking about hyperpigmentation, but we sort of started to touch on um, injectables and... We got a little off track talking about that, but I just knew that we had to have you back on to have a complete episode just talking about injectables and fillers and Botox and all of this good stuff. So thanks for coming back. Oh my God, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. You two are a vibe. So it wasn't hard to say (laughs) yes again. I love being a vibe. Okay, so we asked our beauty baddies on Instagram to send us a bunch of questions about injectables and filler and Botox, and y'all delivered. We got so, so many questions. So I don't know anything about any of this. Shapiro, what about you? I was saying before that I thought Botox and filler were the same thing until maybe like Uh, a year ago. We get a lot of people that... um, really come in with the, with the same issue. They have no idea which one is which and what one does versus the other. So, Okay, cool. Well, today we're going to figure all of that out. So um, let's open up the conversation with the scary stuff. Let's talk about the tea. <laughs> Alex, do you want to sort of like wind up Roberta with a couple of questions? Yeah. These are things that I also am really curious about because I feel like when things get really popular you kind of don't question Mm -hmm. anything it's like the same thing with certain foods or um like diet trends you're just like i don't know everyone does it it's probably fine um so i think a good place to start is like what are injectables made of and what happens to them inside of your body okay so when we're talking about dermal fillers that's your typical restylane juvederm product i'm sure you've heard of those at least so Those are actually composed of hyaluronic acid, which we already have in our body. They were just kind of scientifically modified so that they can be injected without any issues. So the only thing that's really added to it that makes it a little bit less natural would be your numbing agent, which is lidocaine. So if you don't have any Mm. problems with, you know, if you go to the dentist and they've numbed you before, you didn't have a terrible reaction, then you should be fine. Um, I do believe that there are some companies that may be able to send you filler without the lidocaine in it if you are a person that happens to be, you know, allergic. But I have yet to meet somebody who's allergic to lidocaine. So hmm. that's a great plus. I've had somebody be allergic to the numbing creams because there's more than just one ingredient in the numbing cream. And then I've had them not use the numbing cream, but then use the filler that had lidocaine and they were totally fine. That's actually a plus, thank goodness, because if lidocaine was a problem, you know, doing these fillers would probably be an issue. So um, Botox happens to be a purified protein. People are like, oh, that's botulism. I'm like, you know, it sounds so nasty when you think of that because you think about your can that's like, you know, filled with air and has like a lopsided shape. (laughs) So I like to think of it as a purified protein. All it does is it, if you want me to get sciency, it does block the acetylcholine that your muscle releases when it wants to make a contraction. So blocking that hormone will actually cause your muscles to not really, you know, do that strong contraction. So you're not really like paralyzing anything. You're just relaxing everything. So you can still make your movement. You can still raise your eyebrows. You should still be able to make an angry face, but you just won't have like the harsh wrinkles that's associated with it. So when you inject these things into your body, your body will eventually metabolize it and break it down to tiny, tiny, tiny little components. Um, The Botox gets broken down into like amino acids and everything is eventually um, processed or metabolized through your, your liver and then your kidneys. But it doesn't take a toll on your body or anything like that because it happens in a really gradual, like slow process. 
That's really interesting. Your body metabolizes it into amino acids. Well, the the Botox, yeah. The Botox, Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. And you said that it's a protein, so that makes sense. Yeah, it's a protein and uh, it's a good protein to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I I never thought about it. And the body is just so fucking dope that it somehow does that. Like takes this thing that certainly shouldn't be there and it, it knows what to do to safely allow you to eliminate it out of your body. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, there's people that have had filler injections and they've done studies where they've done like CAT scans and they can still see the filler in the body. So it's not something that just like breaks down that fast, you know, Um, unless you have have it in your lips or an area where there's a lot of mobility, you know, movement, it'll break down a little faster. But I've had people that Mm. had Juvederm injections like, oh, I had a syringe about like five years ago and I can still tell that there's still a little bit of Juvederm in their lips, you know, so Mm. it's really interesting. Wow. Yeah. Does it usually take that long? No, it it shouldn't take that long, but, you know, for some people, and not not only that, um, you know, when you do get an injection, it usually, um, any injection can cause a little bit of scar tissue. So that can also be the reason why people kind of have that fuller look, even though they've done it a long time ago and it's still looks like it's there, but Mm. it usually metabolizes. So say you do a half of a syringe, I always give it like a three, six, or nine month period for it to go away completely. Um, mm. I've had some girls come back a year later and they had only just done like a half syringe with me and they're like, oh my God, I still have it, but I feel like I'm ready to go a little bigger, you know? And I'm like, okay, mm. let's just layer this baby. Why not, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then there's some people that get a full syringe and they're good for like at least nine months, maybe a year. Um, but I've had some people break their stuff down fast. I've had Girls that came back a month later and they're like, yo, you did a whole syringe on me. It's like gone now. So, you know, a lot of things go into that. It could be exercise. Um, If you exercise daily, you could metabolize it a little faster. Um, Lifestyle. If you're like up all night partying or taking drugs, you know, just being a party girl, then yeah, it's probably not going to last as long as you know, somebody who who has like a moderate lifestyle. I was saying to Elizabeth earlier that I have a client. She works out a lot. Like she'll do two workout classes like back to back in a day. Oh, wow. And her her Botox and filler won't last as long as it should. And it makes sense. I had a female client who was a bodybuilder and she would come in and I loaded her up like she, so male muscles are stronger for their face. So say a woman does like anywhere from 20 to, you know, 40 units average, a guy will do double. He'll do like 40 to 80. So I would literally put the male dosage in her face and she would come back and be like, it's not working. I'm like, girl, you are in the gym three times a day, like lifting weights. Like she was like a bodybuilder. I mean, like. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, but you can come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some more. Could, could be an ideal patient. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't mind, you know, she was like <laughs> coming back every time. <laughs> what makes it not move? Like what makes it so that when you put these these different um, materials, I guess, in specific places that do they not shift? And also with that same question is like, why have you seen ah. it when it does shift? So a lot of these fillers, when they're appropriately placed, meaning the technique, also you have to look at the person's anatomy 
if this is a person that has had several syringes in the same year and her lips are really big and they're tight and they don't look like she has enough like elastic tissue in her lips to inject, she's not going to be a good candidate because even if you try to inject it in the lip body, what's going to happen is the product is going to end up migrating into an area where there is no volume. And that's why you might see like that milk mustache that a lot of girls have where Mm -hmm. it kind of makes their lips look like they're ducky because the product will move there. But scientifically speaking, when you do inject the hyaluronic acid, whatever tissue injected in, it bonds there and it doesn't move. You do want to massage it initially so that it goes in smoothly. But once it's injected there, it's not like you can just like take it and go, oh, I didn't mean to put it there. Let me ship, you know, (laughs) shove it this way. It's not going to do that. It's going to stay exactly where you injected it. So it's really about just making sure you're not over injecting somebody who already has enough filler and it's going to create a problem. I've had to turn people away because of that. Yeah. I'm like, look, if you don't like your lips or if you feel like you've got something going on, let's just dissolve it and restart again, you know, because mm. me injecting on top of it, I think of it as like getting a gel manicure. When you go back, they're going to take off all your gel and like just yes. redo it from, you know, scratch. They're not going to just like, go over all of the chips and everything and like fill them in, yeah. you know? So. Yeah, no, people try and do that with permanent makeup. Like somebody will botch them up and they'll come in and I be like, can you fix my that. eyebrows? And it's like, no, girl, I can't. <laughs> like, I can't. No. More ink isn't the answer. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I've actually had that happen to me before. And the brow artist was like, you got to get these taken off. So I had to get them, you know, removed. Wow. Oh, we got to talk about that another time. <laughs> Um, Okay, so with that being said, what's the difference between filler and Botox? Okay, so the Botox is a purified protein. So that's the one that helps with the muscle contraction. So you want a relaxed area. So generally speaking, that's like your forehead, your frown, and crow's feet. So if you have crow's feet, the little lines around your eyes, you want to get Botox around that area or in the forehead. Mm. 99.9% of practitioners will never inject filler in the forehead. A, it's very dangerous. And B, it's kind of like pointless if someone is not willing to do Botox because the Botox is really going to just like relax that muscle and cause those wrinkles to just smooth and soften out. If someone doesn't want to do Botox, but they have a harsh line, they're like, oh, I want filler there. That line is going to come back because you're going to keep doing that repetitive motion where you're raising your eyebrows. You're going to still get that line, that harsh line. So it's kind of pointless to do filler in an area like the forehead. So the filler goes in places where you need volume. So your lips or say your cheeks are depleted or say you feel like you want a little bit of like a pick me up or your jawline or your hollows around your eyes, that would be more like filler. So filler is, think of it as like it's plumping. It's a natural gel that has hyaluronic acid. It's going to help to hydrate any area that you have loss of volume. Botox is where you have the dynamic movement. So when you're raising Mm. your eyebrows or you probably heard of a lip flip. So they'll put a little bit of Botox here to release this muscle and then the lip can curl up. That looks cute. Yeah, they'll do that. Or for Mm. a gummy smile, so they smile and all their gums show, they have like high gums. They might have small teeth, you know? So it's Mm. really like an anatomy thing. They can do one of two things. They can get Botox or they can have their dentist like shave their gums down. So Mm. that's also a possibility. But the Botox is kind of an easier route. We can do Botox around there to kind of help drop that muscle so that the muscle relaxes and it's a quick fix. Um, You just have to maintain it. You got to come in every three to four months so that, you know, when it wears off, you're not having your usual 
hardcore gummy smile back. <laughs> I need to see this gummy smile. Shout out to all the gummy smile girls. Gwen no, Stefani. Look, they are cute, you know, and a lot of girls, hey, if you if you got a gummy smile and that's your thing, I, I love like anything that's unique to somebody, you know, um, I embrace all of that. I love a, a good unibrow. I love a good gap <laughs> in somebody's teeth. I love when certain people have like the, you know, the little, uh, the, the little butt in their chin. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I had it and I hated it. And then there were people that were like, why do you, why do you hate it so much? And I'm like, probably because I have it. It's like, right. I have curly hair. I hated curly hair all my life. I was straightening the shit out of it all my, you know, all my life. And now I'm starting to embrace it. But I'll never embrace this butt dimple that I had. But it's cute. It's, it's cute very cute. You didn't even call you it know? a butt chin. It was like, it's the little butt in my chin. <laughs> I had a little butt in my chin, you know? And there's some girls, like, I've, I've actually had, like, a really well-known uh, celebrity sit in my chair. And she had really big... Um, she has really big masseter muscles. They're huge. They're, like, bulging. And I'm like, hey, you know, do you grind? She's like... I don't think so. And I'm like, you got to be grinding. There's no way, these, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, if you do a little Botox, it'll slim your your masseter muscle and you'll have more of a V-line shape. And, you know, she told me, she was like, look, this is like my moneymaker. Everyone knows me for like my square face. She was like, I'm good. I don't need that. I was like, hey, I love it. I, I'm all about, all I want to do is educate, but I never want to give anybody a complex or make them feel like what they have going on is not, it. So if a girl comes totally. in with a gummy smile, I will never, you know, say anything to her unless she actually tells me like, hey, you know, it does bother me, you know, but I will ask about the masseters because sometimes I'm like, look, if you're grinding, we can definitely help you with that, you know, totally. that is kind of like a medical issue. <laughs> and also sometimes you don't know totally. that there's options for problems until somebody tells you. Until yes. someone tells you. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Love this. I'm learning so many um, things. What would you say? are the most common misconceptions about injectables? Oh, such a great question. That your face won't move, that you're going to look like the cat lady and walk around <laughs> with big-ass cheeks. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Never forget. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and then another misconception is if I start doing it, I'm going to need to continue doing it or else I'm going to look crazy or I'm going to like if I get my lips done and I decide never to do it again, they're going to shrivel like prunes. Or if I get Botox and I don't do it again, my wrinkles are going to get worse. And that's not true. Everything's just going to go back to your norm, you know. Mm. So the thing you have to remember is if you've been doing Botox, like say you're like a regular and you're like, oh, yeah, I get my Botox and then. COVID happens and then you can't come in for six months for whatever reason. If you start to look worse, it's only because you've been aging all that time. You've been covering it up with the Botox. So now you're seeing where you're really at. It's not the Botox doing anything adverse to you. Yeah, people forget what they actually look like. People forget what they look like and then they yeah. forget that we're not Benjamin Button. We're actually like aging. So totally. there's no like backwards. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. I mean, that's also awesome that you can kind of slow the aging process to the point that people truly don't realize <laughs> what's actually going on under there. That's really I rad. Love They're it. like, this is what I actually look like. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of people during COVID didn't know what they look like, apparently, because all of a sudden they were coming in after they were doing Zooms nonstop. And they were like, look. I never thought I was going to be one of these people getting Botox, but 
I am tired of looking at myself on Zoom. I look crazy. Mm -hmm. I didn't know I looked like this. And I'm like, don't you have a mirror at home? (laughs) Like, how do you not know that you were okay? It's different when you're dynamic. It's different when you're in motion than when you like put on your makeup. You know Ah. what I mean? You put it on, you look like this and then that's it. But when you see yourself dynamic and you're in movement and you're motion, you're like, this is what I look like. God damn. (laughs) Elizabeth, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. I was just like, why are these people look at themselves at home? Like, (laughs) you have a mirror? But you know what? It must be because when I'm in the mirror, I'm like talking to myself. I'm like, hey, girl, you know, so I know how I look when I'm animated. Oh, you're so funny. You're Issa Rae in it, right? You're like rapping to yourself. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's so good. Uh, What, if any, health repercussions are there? Like, are there any? Are there bad things like that that could happen? So any bad things. I mean, you know, really, it's just about if it's your first time, you want to be prepared for the downtime. So the normal side effects are swelling and bruising, a little bit of inflammation because your body goes into an immune response. It's like, what is this? We need to like heal this area that was just traumatized with a freaking needle. And, you know, so you'll have a little bit of fluid. You'll have a little bit of swelling. Um, It doesn't look crazy to other people, but you may feel like you don't feel like yourself when you're going through that process. So you just have to like let that happen and not stare at yourself in the mirror every morning and blow me up because you're like, hey, it's day it's day two, but I look crazy. It's like, yeah, it's that's okay, you know? So as far as that goes, those are the things that you have to be prepared for. I mean, I've even injected Botox in people and every poke, they would sneeze. And I'm like, your body is so responsive. It like knows that there's something going in and it's like trying to sneeze out that Botox. And you got to be like, hey, I'm paying for this. We're not, we're not sneezing this out, you know? But, um, but as far as like health goes, as long as you're not pregnant or breastfeeding, um, and you'd be surprised. I have so many mothers like, on baby number one, they're usually like, oh, I'm going to do everything to like protect this baby. I feel like baby number two and three, people are like, look, I'm breastfeeding, but I need this Botox. And I'm <laughs> like, sorry, you know, I need to put your baby first. Yeah. Um, and, and it's only because they haven't done any studies to show whether it's harmful or if it's safe. So we just don't know. So we just yeah. avoid it, you know, and... You don't need that on your license. No, I personally, I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, girl, go home and use your creams, you know, because like it's, (laughs) it's crazy. You'll be be fine. fine. You've got it. You know, I try to like encourage because a lot of times they're like not feeling good about themselves. They just had a baby. They feel depleted. And I'm like, look, go get yourself a good facial, a good massage, put on some creams that don't have glycolic salicylic or, you know, retinols in it. Yeah. And just like, you know, pamper yourself. But I'm like, I can't inject you. Like, sorry. I had to, this girl was sitting in my waiting room. Like, Roberta, I Googled it. I'm like, girl, I did not get my license from Google. I can't help you. I will not do it. <laughs> Nor did I spend all this time building all this so that you, in five minutes, I could have it all taken away. Right. Girl, I'm not, tra- what's your last name again, ma'am? <laughs> Don't <laughs> even know your know, last name. You're I trying to know my her life. pretty well, which is, <laughs> when she came in, I was like, I don't know you're still breastfeeding. Like, what's going on? <laughs> That's why she felt like she could yeah. pull one over. She's like, we're friends. Yeah. She thought wrong because I am strict. So with that being said, let's talk about some places that you absolutely should not go. 
what you should look out for in terms of a practitioner. Yeah. Like what are like the red flags? Oh, for practitioner. Okay. So please look up the practitioner's license. You can do that. It is public information. I had somebody call me and they wanted my license information. I'm like, you can actually look that up. I'm not going to give you my license information. I can give you a fake license. Like, look it up. Look it up. I'm on there. Um, there's also a website called um, CANS. I think it's called CANS. Anyway, you can look up certified aesthetic nurse specialist. If you are going to an NP or a PA or an RN that has been doing this for a long time, they will usually get certified like I did. Um, and it's kind of like just a, a show and prove that we've gone above and beyond the standards and we've um, showed them that we have the expertise in this type of stuff, that we've done fillers, we've done, you know, uh, worked with neurotoxins, which is Botox and um, Dysport. It's just kind of like an extra, little extra credit showing that we went above and beyond for our skills. But you also want to make sure that the way I like to think of aesthetics is kind of like art. If you're buying a piece of art, you're buying it because of how beautiful it is or it resonates with you, you feel attached to it. You know, and if someone tells you this this price of, of this piece of art is like, you know, a thousand dollars, you're not going, well, how much did the, you know, paint cost? Like what, right, right, <laughs> what was the cost of the paint, right? So mm-hmm. a lot of times uh, people will call and they'll ask for prices of the syringes and we don't do it that way. I'm like, you know, they're like, how much is it per syringe? It's like, we we do it by the, you know, the placement. So if you're calling about lips, if you want a subtle lip augmentation or a full lip augmentation, we have prices for that you know, but we don't do it by the syringe because we think of it as like, this is my expertise. This is my art. You know, this is something that I worked on for almost 15 years. So yeah, I feel like compared to, and not, not to put any disrespect on someone that's just starting out, but I remembered when I was starting out and I wasn't great, you know, it took time. It took time. It took a lot of practice. It took a lot of lips and faces for me to probably not did the best job on, you know? And so I, I feel like, injectors like myself, we kind of earn that right to charge whatever it is that we want to charge to treat somebody. Absolutely. Yeah. And if it's like, if we're getting busy, you know, it's like, I have to be smart about, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to see 20 patients in a day. So I have to make sure that like my time is worth it. And, and with the client, that the client knows that when they come and see me, they're seeing me and they don't have to worry about somebody out there like waiting to get into this room like their time is their time yes and you said it perfectly you're paying for my talent you're paying for all of the years that I paid for my education you're paying for all of the years that I spent after hours putting into this to become the best that I possibly could be like that's what you're paying for exactly like this guy goes to somebody and asks for say a portrait and they draw the portrait in five minutes and he says well I could have done this in five minutes and it's like no you couldn't have done this in five minutes what you're paying for is the fact that I can do this in five minutes because I've been doing it for all of these years and if you could have done it in five minutes then you would have done it yourself. Exactly, exactly. So that's another thing that I was just thinking about. When you also interview with your injector, you can ask them to see before and after pictures that they have in the office versus the ones that they showed Mm -hmm. on Instagram or on Yelp. I have so many pictures on Yelp and I feel like a lot of them need to be updated because they were from a long time ago, but we still get people that love. They're like, oh my God, your work is so good. I'm like, oh... 
that was okay. Like it actually got better, but <laughs> let me show you. Totally. Yeah. You want to see their work. You also want to feel like you're having a true consultation and you're not being pushed or sold to do anything. I love what I do, but I want my clients to feel like they came in and made the decision for themselves. I don't need somebody coming and going, you know, you talked me into this like lip and I hate it, you know, and it's like, oh no. I've had people that came in and would be like so excited about something that they were on the fence on because I spoke to them about it. And they're like, I think I'm going to do it today. And I'm like, no, you need to go home. You need to think about it. You sign up for a beauty consultation. We're not doing, you know, your treatment today. I want you to like, you know, take a beat. I don't want people to be too like sporadic and spur of the moment. And, you know, because I feel like it's something that you should definitely think about before you just decide you're going to do something that's going to be semi-permanent, you know? A hundred percent. Sorry to jump in. Absolutely. I, I love hearing you say this because I go through the same thing. The amount of women that I turn away from um, permanent makeup because I'm like, I don't think that this is for you. Whatever reason. And also, I never, ever want to talk somebody into something ever when somebody comes in and they're like oh what's your opinion ma'am this might be the last time I ever see your face you have to look <laughs> at your face every day in the mirror for the rest of your life it doesn't matter what I think I'm here to guide you and to make you like not make bad decisions but you need to tell me what you like what you want to look at absolutely and mm-hmm. I don't ever want to come off as a salesperson my yes. thing is like I just want to educate you I know our you know our treatments are amazing I know they're going to be beneficial for you I know our products are amazing I will refer you the products that will that are customized just for you what it is that you need but I don't need to push you to you know so I think some places will be pushy because they're trying mm-hmm. to make a sale you know and another um red red flag would be if you see botox or disport being advertised really cheap and I think we talked about that last time like groupon specials it's like there's the cost to these things and it doesn't make sense if they're not making any money off of it Um, and it could make sense if they're watering it down, I guess, you know, or if they're not qualified or if they're not getting like the real deal, because Mm -hmm. there are some fraudulent products out there and you don't, you don't want to go to somebody who's, first of all, if they're not licensed, that means what kind of insurance do you think they have medical wise? (laughs) Like something happens, how are you going to get water from a rock? You know, Mm -hmm. you want to know that you're going somewhere it's like getting surgery. I mean, it's not to that extent, but if you're getting surgery, you want to make sure they're board certified. So if something goes wrong, you know, everything will be taken care of. They, You went to somebody that's skilled. Things can go wrong, but as long as they can like help you get through it and they have the means to help you, um, you know, fix whatever it is that needs to be taken care of. That's such a good point. I, I didn't really think that like... yeah. And probably most people don't think this is like when you see board certified, I more so think like, okay, this is legitimized by the board, right? This person knows what they're doing by the board. Not even that if something goes wrong, there is somebody else like there's insurance. There's all of these things that are backing up saying like, yes, this person has actually been trained and things happen and we're there for you to like try and make it better as much as we can. Not like it's a days in basement and bitch, what? What room were you in? Nobody's there. Right. I've actually had a client that came in and she had her lips done. <laughs> not funny. No, she had her lips done by this girl that was injecting people out of her house. And she she was doing the needleless. You what know, does that mean? Needleless. So basically, it, no needle, right? But it uses a crazy force to like push in 
this unknown product. It's they claim to be hyaluronic acid, yep. but it's not FDA approved. I don't know what the hell they're mm-hmm. putting in these people's lips. She came in and they were all lumpy. And she was like, can you dissolve it? And I said, no, because I dissolve hyaluronic acid. I don't know what she put in your lips and I'm not taking a chance. If you told me you had Juvederm or you told me you had Restylane or you told me you had Ravenous or RHA, I'd have been like, cool, you know, but you don't That's know. So I, scary. I don't know her. She showed me her Instagram. Yeah. Every picture was like these big, poofy, juicy. It, it There was no like shape to it. They just look like wet slugs, like just <laughs> all over, all over her page. <laughs> but I will Homegirl is busy. And you know why she's yeah. busy? Because she charges like $300. Yeah. For, you know, for treatment and people, people love to Mm-mm. save money, but I'm like, it's your face. It's your health. Isn't health wealth? <laughs> I know. I know. And it's like this weird, you know, it's like we talked about this before. We talked about this before is that the people who are doing this are the same people who are out buying fake purses because it's like, mm. what do you care what somebody else thinks? Like, the, like. You know what I'm saying? It's like you don't care about the details that much that you just want to look like this got done. Not that like this got done well. Like you just want to look like I just went and did this thing. And it's so it's uh, it's your body. They're faking it. They're faking it till they make it. Yeah. And it's you know, you said it. You said it perfectly. Sure are. Dude, it's your fucking body. And so many people think that like semi-permanent means temporary. And it doesn't mean that. Semi-permanent no. doesn't mean temporary. Temporary means, bitch, I wash it off, it's gone. Semi-permanent means, like, it's maybe not going to leave. <laughs> and it's maybe permanent. <laughs> and let me tell you, you know, with this stuff, it's very safe. We rarely have any problems, any complications. But when we do have it, we take it seriously. Like, I will have you come in. I will contact the rep. You know, I'll contact the manufacturer we have lot numbers assigned to every patient that has done a syringe. You know, there's a lot number on it. There's a lot number on the Botox. We will get to the root of the problem and we will do our best to make sure that A, the patient is safe. B, that, you know, whatever issue we had, that they're like totally resolved and that they're back to their, you know, baseline, you know, whatever that could be. And the thing about going somewhere where you don't know or they're simply like not qualified or they're just, trying to get your dollar and they're not really, you know, legit, you are not going to get a correction out of them. They're going to try to like get rid of your ass. They're going to be like, oh, you're fine. You know, someone's lip is turning black. That's necrosis. Oh, you're fine. It's just bruising. Oh my God. And then when that lip falls off, it's like, Who's gonna, you know, who's gonna fix the lip? Oh, you know, the lip falls off. It's one of the worst adverse reactions that can happen, but that's that's why you have to go to a practitioner who knows what they're doing. They know the signs of oh my God. a vessel occlusion. So if I'm injecting and I see your lip turning white on me and you're like, hey, this is really painful, I know exactly what's happening. I will take the needle out. I will oh go God. and get, you know, a, a warm compress, my hyaluronidase. I will get baby aspirin, all of that to kind of help reverse whatever potential adverse reaction may or may not have occurred, you know, we played safe. We are, yeah. we are, you know, ready for the worst, but those places will shoo you away because they don't, first of all, they don't even know how to handle it because they're not, you know, they may not even be experienced enough to know. Yeah. They're not licensed. They're not experienced. They're not, they don't know, you know? Wow. So it's really important to, you know, you, you, you want to go like on a little interview with, with the practitioner. And you also want to be able to know that you vibe with them too, because, I think personality can be mm-hmm. a big deal. Um, 
they can be really good at what they do. But if you don't like how they respond to you, like, what if you do have an issue? Now you have to go back and see that person. You're going to be uncomfortable. You're going to be like, you know, they were really good at what they do, but they're kind of like their best side manner is weird. And now you have to go back to them because there's a lump in your lip. And now you have to deal with the possibility they're not going to be that nice to you or they might, you know, it's just going to be uncomfortable. And I've had people tell me like, I didn't like my injector. I didn't want to go back for them to fix it. I just preferred to have you do it and fix it and, you know, redo it. Yeah. Yep. So. Wow. Wow, Roberta. I get it. Wow. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to read a listener letter from Instagram that we got from one of our podcast listeners. And it's a pretty like general question, but I'm kind of curious also. Okay. Um, They say, hello, I'm 52 and would like to start doing something as my forehead lines are deep. Okay. Where do I start? How much, how often, and how much does it hurt? I'm terrified of needles. How do I find someone who really knows what they are doing? Love the podcast. Thanks for considering. Karen. But not... But not that kind of Karen. Yes, I know. I, I feel so bad for all the Karens in the world. They're like, damn it. Why do they have to pick this name? Hi, uh, not, not that type of Karen. It's a shame. <laughs> so you have a problem that a lot of women um, in your age group and even higher that have decided to avoid, you know, the Botox wagon for whatever reason. Now they're reconsidering because they're like, well, shit, this is not how I planned on aging, right? So I like to... Think of it as like using different modalities, right? Um, and you girls probably understand as being like skin experts, like there's not just one way to combat a, a type of issue. So the first thing I would start off with is definitely get some Botox on board. That's going to help to relax those muscles. Now, if she's 52 and she has these deep lines, they're probably etched in at this point which means that when she's not making a dynamic expression, when you're raising your eyebrows, when you look, if you're younger, you may not see the lines, you know, staying put. But for her, she probably doesn't even have to raise it. She probably has them etched in. So the first step would be definitely to get some Botox on board to help relax that muscle and to slow down that repetitive motion that's creating those deep, deep uh, etched in wrinkles. Second, microdermabrasion. It's like one of the easiest, simplest things helps to get rid of dead skin. Um, it's going to help with, you know, as far as that goes with the dead skin, because sometimes the dead skin can really make someone look 
like they have deeper wrinkles. I'm sure after you've done a facial, people's it's crazy. Yeah, their wrinkles just soften out. They plump out. They've got hydration back into their skin. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times people are so dehydrated and their skin is so dehydrated that if they just got a good microdermabrasion and got some nice serums on there, maybe with some peptides, some ceramides, mm-hmm. things that just help with to like moisturize and hydrate. That'll be a world of a difference. And then obviously down the road, she can get a chemical peel. That'll help with all the dead skin. And then another thing would be a microneedling. I personally love microneedling with radio frequency because you get that tightening effect and it just helps with like stimulating new collagen. So that's something that she can do. I would first start with the Botox, then the microdermabrasion. I like to layer the things like the lasers last um, because I feel like once you've gotten all the other things out of the way, your skin is so much more prepped for a good result when it comes to the laser. So now the laser Mm -hmm. can just penetrate right where it needs to. And it can like, you've already sloughed off all that dead skin, right? Ooh, I love this. Yeah. And then a retinol. People Mm -hmm. underestimate the power of a good ass retinol. Make sure you have your retinol every Mm -hmm. night and make sure you wear your SPF during the day. She'll be fine in no time. As long as she, you know, stays consistent with maybe getting her Botox every... If I were her, I would probably do it every... No less than three months. I would do it every three months. Mm. So like really help reverse those deep etched in lines. And someone like her may want to consider filler. I don't like doing that. I would probably leave that as like the last, last, last resort. But she would have had to have done everything. She would have to say, Roberta, I've done both. I've done everything. And I still have these deep, deep etched in lines. We can do something called skin boosters, which is a very superficial filler. Doesn't have to go in deep but it's hyaluronic acid and it's like you're dropping little tiny droplets right where it needs it. So right in the lines. So we can do that last, but that would be last. (laughs) Okay, that just sounded like such an awesome recipe, but also like a painting almost. Do you know, like when you were talking about before about being like an yeah. artist? It's like it's like you're scaffolding, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're building a house. This. You're building yes. a house. <laughs> For sure. No, I love it. And also I could see, like with each layer, I could see her skin getting better. And like I better could just like and better. see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, girl, you're going to look good. Get those microdermabrasions. Like if she gets a microdermabrasion, like every two weeks or once a month, whatever her time allows. You know, there's some people that are committed. They're like, look, I'll be here every two weeks. I love every it. Every two weeks for microdermabrasion. My goodness. I mean, if you if you really have like a goal, like say she's like, look, I need to look good because I'm going to like my class reunion in three months. Yes, come in every two weeks. Ooh, we, Roberta. We can see you. We can see you. Roberta, yeah. I, gotta get some, I need to figure out what I need done by you because I just like the way that you talk about aesthetics. You know, it's just, it's, <laughs> I like this. I could trust you. I could trust you to mold my whole face. Yes. Well, I, that's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> the other question that she asked, and I know that you kind of said that you don't price by, by vi- oh, price. vial. Yes. Yeah. Everybody always talks about units. Like, what does that mean? So there's a certain amount of units that usually are the average for certain areas. So like a forehead can be anywhere from like eight to maybe 20 units, depending if you're, if you're a guy, it could be up to 20 units. Um, so usually with women, I do in the forehead anywhere from like eight to 14 units, depending on how big their head is. (laughs) Everyone has different size foreheads, right? And then, um, the frown. The standard amount that Botox recommends is 20 units. I never do 20 units because if I've done 20 units in my frown before and when I was mad, I was like this. 
<laughs> so I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't move show it. emotion. Yeah. No. So now I get like, I do anywhere from like nine, 12, 15 units. So at least when I'm like angry, you can see a little bit. I just don't have like that hardcore, they call it the 11s when you have yeah. those lines right between your eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll do anywhere from nine to 15 units on a woman, obviously more for a male. And then around the eyes, it can be anywhere from two, four, six, eight. So it can be eight units or it can be 12 units. Um, I've done 16 where I've done, t- you know, four pokes on each side for two units a piece. So mm. that'll be 16 units total. So for women, I usually do in the high 20s to 40s unit uh, amount dosage. So you just times that amount times 14, which is what we charge. We charge $14 a unit. Some places charge a little less depending on the area. I'm in Santa Monica, so I think I'm pretty much on board with the rest of my local competition. But Mm -hmm. if you go somewhere where, you know, um, it's a little bit more urban, you might just be maybe $10, $12 a unit. Mm. So Interesting. Yeah. So we'll get phone calls like that too. Like, how much do you charge per unit? And those are the people that have gotten Botox and are comfortable with just shopping around. But the majority of our clients mm-hmm. are referral-based and sometimes they've never done Botox. So they're not asking how much per unit. They're, they might yeah. say, how much does this usually cost? And and then a lot of times they just want to do a consultation so they have a better understanding of everything, which is what I recommend. Like, I think so too. Like, I just think like asking per, like, that's just so, um, I mean, you said it before. It's as if every practitioner gives you the same thing when you can just shop around by price like and you're just shopping for the lowest price whereas with things like this like you want the best the best that you can afford yeah well you know I think a lot of times people have just gotten mediocre treatments and they're just like oh this is what it is and so when they're calling around and they find out that we charge more than what they paid in the past they're like what that's too much you know like okay yeah. well bye then girl you yeah. know so it's 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 like but that's all they know and so they're just looking for their next fill they're not really focused on you know so I, but i've had people that have done it before and they weren't too thrilled and they're like you know what i want it to be done right and i see these pictures on instagram i'm gonna go to roberta because i love how you know and then totally. we just go from there but Sadly, sometimes I do have to dissolve them because I don't like working on top of like old work, you know, that's still present. Fair, because it makes your work look weird. It will make it look weird. It's like doing a manicure on top of an old manicure. I don't Mm -hmm. like it. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. a really good um, analogy. So we talked about kind of the scary things and the what ifs with injectables, but... Now let's talk about like the fun shit and I don't know, just like how to know what we need for our aging fucking face because (laughs) I caught my face the other day. Like I took a photo by accident on my phone of my face. And when I saw it, I was like, I look fucking old. Oh, those are the worst. (laughs) Oh, my God. And this question in particular, I want to know, does Botox work for neck wrinkles if so, what's the best injectable to smooth tech neck wrinkles? Tech neck. And I guess from here, we can kind of talk about like Botox versus filler, because I think I'm sure people are I'm still confused a little bit. Like, do they do the same thing? Is it one or the other? Is it both? So Botox, all it does is it relaxes the muscles. So they're tiny little injections. They're not going to fill anything out. So you can't put Botox in your lips. You're not going to get that juicy plump. 
Only filler does that. So think of filler as like a gel. Think of filler, your Juvederm, your Restylane. It's a gel. You place it wherever it is that you feel like you're depleted of volume. The Botox is only going to go where you have like dynamic wrinkles, you know? So here's a good example. When people smile, they're like, do I do Botox or fillers here? I'm like, if you did Botox here and you try to smile, you're going to be like this. Mm. So no, it would be filler, but I don't, I don't do filler here anyway, because I think it looks crazy. People start to look like monkeys because yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's weird. So you got to focus on putting the filler where you're going to get a nice little pick me up. So I think of it as like taking thumbtacks and like pulling your face up. So that's where we usually place the filler. But that was just to answer your question personally. But yeah, tech neck, let's get into tech neck. So um, yeah, there are, <clears throat> you can do Botox injections. So there's some people that have these platysmal bands and they get Botox injected there and it does smooth everything out. We call it the Nefertiti lift because it tightens everything up. But if you have like a hardcore horizontal line because of tech neck, I actually recommend, and we've been doing this in our clinic, is using something called Sculptra, which is actually a biostimulator. So what it does is it stimulates your own body to promote collagen and to create its own collagen. So you'll see a result probably in about like two months. Um, but initially when it's injected, it's like a liquid. You do get a nice swelling effect. So then it looks like the necklines are gone. But then <laughs> once the swelling goes down, you just got to wait for that, you know, sculpture to do its thing and to activate your collagen so Ooh. that it can replace all of the, you know, gnarly lines and start to fill it out so it's smoother. So we've been doing that. And we've actually been combining the sculpture with microneedling radio frequency to get that tightening effect. Um, so there's so many things you can do for tech neck. It's, you're not doomed. You don't have to look like a soap opera star that has done all kinds of work to their face, but neglected their neck. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen that, where their face looks so smooth. There's not one wrinkle, but then their neck yeah. shows their age. Yeah, you can yeah. actually like do stuff for your neck now. And there's great creams too. If you get a cream, um, it's called Neck Correct by Skin Medica. It's great. And um, SkinCeuticals also has one called Tripeptide Neck Repair. PCA has one too. It's oh, do a, they? The, the neck and decollete? You can't neglect the, the decollete. It's so important. It's all like your face is all one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the face, the neck, and the decollete. It's one yeah. big ass face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to do it because you're absolutely right. There's nothing. I mean, especially like in New York, I love looking at people, period. But like, <laughs> if, like if somebody's standing on the train and you can see like the hands, the neck, the face, like the trifecta of bitch, how old are you? Uh. Damn. That's hard. It's a fun yeah. guessing game. You know, it's a fun guessing game. It's like her face says she's maybe 40, but her hands say she's 60, you know. Do you know what like, I'm saying? Do you know who the who trifecta am? of bitch, how old are you? <laughs> yeah. Do you know who looks great? Is um Jane Fonda. Yes. Oh yeah. Jane Fonda's face, neck, and hands. It's like, oh Jane Fonda, but you know. Oh, she got somebody good working on her team, honey. Oh, yes. Yes. Yep. She looks like her. They all look 50. Her face, her hands and her neck look like she's 50. And Jane Fonda is like 82. Mm-hmm. All of these all of these celebrities have good people on their team. If they're looking good, they have good people on their team. All that. All I don't do this. I don't do that. I only use olive oil. I only put that like, no, that's Mm-mm. that's a whole lie. Full fucking shit. It's bullshit. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I love this. That was a great question. 
Great question. Um, this is interesting. Like, how would you kind of compare like fillers or Botox versus things like the new face, like doing microcurrent? Oh, microcurrent. You know, so the microcurrent does not replace fillers and Botox. It's a good add-on. It's a good, you know, team. I like to, it's like I like to marry all these different types of modalities. Someone comes in and they go, you know, should I get a facial or should I get laser? It's like they don't really replace one or the other. So with your new face, you're just getting tightening done, you know. Um, it's supposed to help to stimulate your muscles so that they contract a little bit. And you're, I, I don't know if the new face, I haven't used one, but I think it may warm up a little bit. Um, but that's all to just help with like sculpting your face. But it's it's done on a very mild level. You're not going to get like an aggressive result. Even if you use it every night, I think all you're doing is really just like helping to prevent a worst case scenario for like compared to somebody that doesn't do shit. Right. Yeah. But if you're, yeah. if you're using your new face, you're right. probably putting on your retinols and you're probably doing a lot. You're doing, yeah. you're, you're taking care of yourself. So you're going to see a result. And I, I do like those at home little gadgets as like a compliment to your treatments, mm-hmm. but I don't think of them as like replacing it. I would never say, oh girl, you don't need to see me. Just get a new face like that. Yeah, yeah. Y- you'll be back and you're going to be like, bitch, I need a new face because this wasn't <laughs> enough. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. <laughs> no pun, no pun really intended. But also the energy levels aren't the same. We talked about this um, in one of our no. recent listener letters. Yeah. You know, the energy levels aren't going to be the same that they're giving you for an at-home device than, you know, a practitioner who's had to go through a lot of training. And also their Absolutely. their device costs, you know, 70 times <laughs> what yours more. costs. More, exactly. Literally. Yeah. Especially with these lasers. People are using lasers at home. It's really wild to me. But yeah, but those lasers thing. are not nearly as strong as the ones in the Mentos. No, cause. for five hundred dollars mm-hmm. versus a hundred thousand, yeah. literally. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, it's probably like a little different. A little different. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> you got another Insane. question, Shapiro? Yeah, and I'm I'm excited for this one. Um, what are the options for under eye area? Ah, does age matter? Yes. Um, how long does it last? What problems does it address? Does it look natural, like a smoothing Snapchat filter or wacky? (laughs) If you go somewhere good, it should never look wacky. Um, But yeah, there are options. So obviously the easy options are to do your... I always feel like everybody should be doing their basic. They should always be getting their microdermabrasion and facials so that they're keeping their skin nice and um, smooth and exfoliated. Um, Because dead skin can really just make you look like you have... You know, like I said, like it can make you look dehydrated. It can make your wrinkles appear worse. But if you have like, say, hollows or those deep creases underneath your eye, you can get a nice treatment with filler. Um, And they come out with some new filler that are considered like skin boosters, like I was telling you, where you can do them superficially. So Mm -hmm. if you have lines that are kind of hard to get with Botox, you can get that superficially injected now. I look at everybody's face, you know, on a case-by-case situation and everybody's face is different, but there's some people that have not done a thing and they're coming in at the age of like 44 and now they have really a lot of hollowing that goes into their mid-cheek and it's making their eyes look tired. And so someone like that, I would recommend 
a deeper filler that actually creates like a nice little cushion pad underneath their skin, but it's also on top of their bone. So that the thing about fillers is if you're a doll, if you're like a porcelain doll and you're not moving, you can do fillers anywhere. But we are animated. We move, we smile, you know, we squint. And so you have to be careful with the placement of fillers around the eyes. I like to do the deeper injection for someone, like I was saying, somebody has never done it before and has some deep hollows. I like to do that deep injection, get a nice foundation so that when they're smiling, you don't see like a lump of filler just popping out of their skin. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not going to happen because this was, you know, injected deep. It's on top of it's covering their bone. I think of it as like a like a cartilage covering your bone, you know, Mm. Um, so it looks natural. But I've seen people that have had bad filler work done around their eyes. And when they smile, you can literally see like a lump of, mm. you know, of product. And you, I've seen it, you know, happen because people come in and say, hey, what do you think about my under eye? I had it injected about two years ago and it used to be really like, you know, lumpy and it's gone down. But, and I'm like, I can still see it because it's an area that actually holds really, really well. Mm. So, so it could be good also, if you get it done well that like you can hold it, can it be for a while. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. But if not, you're going to have to probably consider getting it dissolved so that you're not looking like a lumpy eye queen, you know? A lumpy Which, eye queen? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty bad. And and like a little bit of lumping can really like throw somebody's face off. I've yeah. seen it. Oh, yeah. I, my friend... Um, she got Botox. She gets it done. She just goes to someone who is not that good. <laughs> and it, the, she just had a lump in the middle of her forehead, like kind of between her brows. And it was bad. Like it was very noticeable. From Botox? She got it fixed. He fixed it. Ooh. Yeah. That's kind of uh, unusual. No, maybe it, I mean, listen, maybe it wasn't Botox. Like who knows what this guy was doing, mm. to be honest. Yeah, Botox usually, they, the lumps do go down within like 20 minutes. So if she had anything prolonged, it could have been a bruise or... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what was going on. Oh. His prices are way too cheap. So I already knew. I'm like, don't Woo! go to this person. Yeah, yeah, that's scary. What does it look like when you dissolve, uh, when you have to dissolve filler? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I love hyaluronidase because it's actually really fast acting. So anytime there's an issue, like I rarely had this happen, but it has. I've had vessel occlusions happen, but I've noticed it and recognized it right away. I would just grab the hyaluronidase, inject it. And for example, with the vessel occlusion, it tends to get really like swollen right away and it turns white. As soon as I put the hyaluronidase in, the swelling goes down, the whiteness goes away and it's like... The lip oh. is back to where it's supposed to be. It may still be a little swollen from all the trauma, but other than that, it's it's significantly different. Um, but that rarely happens. But when, like I said, you should go to somebody that knows and recognizes those things because they will know how to address it right away. And timing is of the essence. You never want too much time to go by and you've got something bad going on with your lip. But say you've had your lips done and you hate them and you've got migration or you look like a duck. Or you're just like, oh my God, these lips have got to go. You can get them dissolved. So hyaluronidase is the antidote or it's the, yeah, it's the, um, it's basically the, the antidote to hyaluronic acid. So it's the only thing that breaks it down. 
Um, so you would just inject it in that area where it was, you know, wherever you see the migration. So sometimes I have to inject it up here for those girls that have had it um, migrate to their upper lip or right into a lump. If there's a lump that's bothering them, you can inject a little tiny bit. You just massage it in. It does feel like it's stinging. It burns when it goes in, but it's very short acting. Mm. So the burn is not like, they're not going home like, oh my God, my lips are on fire. It's like really fast. And then I massage it. And it's amazing. In the office, I'll see their lips actually going down. And mm. even though they're still swelling because there's a fluid in there that's breaking down the ac- the hyaluronic acid, the lips are generally a little swollen, but I can tell because like now the lumps are not as pronounced. Now it's like a smooth, you know, like the whole mm-hmm. lip just looks a little swollen, but now it's smoother. There's no lump. And sometimes it goes down so drastic. So it usually takes about 24 to 48 hours for it to go oh, down. Wow. But by the time they get home, they're like, oh my God, my lip is back. Like, I can't wait to come back and get it done again. <laughs> okay, so I actually have a question. I, I think that I began to ask this question at the beginning of the of our conversation and I didn't finish. But like my I'm very concerned for I'm not very concerned, but <laughs> for like say Kylie Jenner, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody who went from no lips at all, like we all saw yeah. her at 13, to having this so much lip. Yeah. What would happen if everything just went back to normal? Like what would happen with that skin? Is it going to like go back? Do you know, like that's what my kind of fear is. I mean, I think of it as like pregnancy, you know, you might have a little bit of like loose skin depending on how much product was injected, you know, but people like her, if if she had that issue, she would probably just get it, you know, nipped up. That's what I kind of figured. That's why I'm not so concerned about her. But for the rest of the girls I'm concerned about who don't have the money to get it nipped up. Yeah, I would say, you know, somebody was getting syringe, like say there's a lot of people out there that are addicted and will just get syringe after syringe. And they've got big, ridiculous lips and say they decide either I'm going to dissolve it all or I'm just never going to inject them again. Over time, they may just notice their skin would just be a little bit more wrinkly, you know, Mm. in in their lip area. If they just take like a lip plump, like a lip plumper, basically. Yeah, the little the snake venom thing. Yeah, exactly. It, It shouldn't be that big of a deal, but... It shouldn't be anything where it's like, oh, my God, you can tell she, you know, had lips and now doesn't like. Right. Right. <laughs> she's not right, walking right. around with like pounds of skin hanging off her lips. Yeah, that's you what know? I imagine. It's just popping not... in the wind. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Luckily, I've never seen that. They might just get, you know, because most of the time, those people, they've injected so much that they don't have any creasing at all. You know, if me, if I look at your lips, we can probably see like little creases. Those For are sure. natural they get it so done that it like stretches out all of the natural creasing. So if they get it removed or if they don't get it done anymore, all that natural creasing will just come back, you know? Oh, so. that makes me feel good for the girls. They're going to be fine. Yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry about her. Yeah, no, she's her, good. I'm not worried about her. I'm not, her, all her little followers I'm worried about. yeah. Okay, so let's read a listener letter from Instagram. It's pretty funny. (laughs) Um, It says, I've been cursed, not with resting bitch face, but resting confused face. I have one single prominent line between my brows from years of apparently furrowing them. I don't know. Faces are wild. But is a single line worth getting Botox or filler or anything? Or should I wait a few years for some more shit? Why would you want to wait? 
No, that's that's the problem. You waited too long. No. Okay. So, yes, girl, it's all good. Botox, 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 microdermabrasion, retinol, SPF. It's like my go-to. Now for her, you know how I was like, I'm super conservative. I'll do like nine units, 12 units, 15. Oh, I'm probably going to do the recommendation that, you know, Allergan that owns Botox would give me, which is just put 20 units in that area. And I would totally do that. Now, what's going to happen is for three months, she may not be able to make an angry face, but she don't need to make an angry face because she <laughs> she doesn't want it anyway, right? So She's been doing it for she years. She does it without even doing it. It's there without her doing it. So yeah, it sounds like she has it at, at static, which means the line is there when she's not moving, which means she's been long overdue for Botox. So she should definitely get it done and follow up in three months probably get another round of 20 units. And then eventually when that line starts to soften, then she can go down and probably do like 15 units, you know, kind of like a maintenance dose. But initially I would give her a nice bolus. (laughs) Oh, like the line in itself is going to start to soften because she's not furrowing it so much? Exactly, exactly. But, But say like a year goes by and she still has like a little, sometimes people still have like a little shadow of a crease. We can definitely consider doing the skin booster because mm. now I'm now I'm confident that she is on top of a regimen. She's not going to just like have me do a filler and then she's going to go away and never come back and do Botox again. You right, know? right. It kind of defeats the purpose. You want to make sure whoever is going to get a little bit of a skin booster, aka a little bit of dermal filler in this area, it's very superficial, so it's safer than the traditional way. Um, I would want to make sure that she's following a nice little routine and she's not going to just rely on that to like save the day. You still need your Botox. You still need your your face treatments and you need your retinol and SPF. And that's for the safety of the client at the end of the day, right? Yeah, it's for the safety. It's actually also cost efficient. If, if Really, if I think about it or if the client thinks about it, if they're just wanting to do a quick fix, If you're just doing a quick fix and you're not maintaining it, you're going to spend more money doing a quick fix. You're going to be doing Botox and you're going to be doing a dermal filler, which is going to cost you. And then if you're not doing the little things in between, you're going to just come back in six months and be like, oh God, it's back. It's like, well, you're not, if you're doing little maintenance here and there, you're coming in for a little bit of Botox, you're coming in and doing a nice little microdermabrasion treatment. You should be fine. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's like you're here for the long term gain. Like you're here exactly. for like the long game, not the short game. And the long game means like you've got to be doing all of these things also. But think about the benefits of them doing something like microdermabrasion. It's not just for their foro. Like they're actually going to benefit their their entire skin health just goes up, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I love this. You're like, you came in for the furrow, but I'm gonna make you a baddie. That's my goal. <laughs> That's my goal. And you shouldn't want any less, babe. You shouldn't Honestly, want any less than that. You deserve right? it all. <laughs> exactly. Agreed. <laughs> a couple more questions. Baby Botox is so trendy right now, but mm. is it a real thing? Like if I get baby Botox right now, will it help with wrinkle prevention in the future? Like how does that work? Baby Botox is great for newbies or young girls that, are presenting with a little bit of premature aging. Maybe they didn't use SPF. Um, Maybe they just have genetic, you know, it's just their genes. Like their mom started doing Botox at a younger age. So um, yeah, baby Botox is really kind of similar to what I do. I don't like to use heavy doses. I like to use really light doses and I 
We'll add on more if you come back and tell me like, hey, you know, I think I can use a little bit more in my forehead. Um, so for example, if a 22 year old girl comes to me and she's like, look, I'm, I'm really wanting to get good with my skin routine. I'll tell her like, look, you're 22. You really don't need to like invest in this. But if it's something that, you know, we can definitely do a little bit here and there, but as long as you take care of your skin and you're doing the other things, like I always mention, which is like my favorite microdermabrasion and using your retinol SPF, you should be fine. But I'll do like, you know, a little bit. Um, maybe anywhere from like eight to 15 units on someone that's 22 years old that may be presenting with like signs that they're probably going to start aging a little faster than their friends. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I want to help them in that aspect, but I also want them to also enjoy being in their twenties and not be throwing their money into things like Botox. This stuff can be really expensive. So I like when people have a balance of things, I don't want them to feel like now they're a slave to Botox. Like that's not, that's not the plan, you know? And so much of premature aging is, is environmental factors. Exactly what you're just saying. So it's like, if you're not wearing SPF, then you're really wasting your money coming in for Botox because you're going to just continue to proliferate to damage your DNA and get wrinkles. Absolutely. And, and that is the, the biggest educational word of advice I can give to these young girls. It's like, if you're not doing your SPF, coming in for Botox de- defeats the purpose because mm-hmm. your SPF is like your shield, you know? If you have your shield on, then you're good. You don't have to like, you know. And if you have your shield on and you still have yeah. problems, then we can, you know, then we can yeah. address it. But yeah. I've heard that um, Botox can help with things like headaches, excessive sweating. So let's talk about like injectables for headaches and hyperhidrosis. Okay, so honestly, when people come in for headaches, I tell them the thing is, if they've been diagnosed with migraine headache and they have a long history of it, if they really want to get treatment with Botox for their headaches, they really need to see like a neuro specialist that deals with that because Ah. they have special trigger points. They can do the temples. They usually do the neck. There's parts of the head. Like they know precisely depending on the type of headaches that you get, if it's frontal, if it's a migraine, you know, if it's tension, like they know exactly where to place it. The beauty of doing cosmetic Botox is that you can benefit as a side effect of not getting as many migraines and headaches as you normally would. And that's because it releases the tension in those muscles that Mm. otherwise normally would tense up. So I've had people come in and when they're like, yeah, I want Botox for my headaches, I'm like, I do Botox for cosmetic Botox for medical, you would have to see a, you know, neurospecialist, whoever you're seeing for your migraine headaches. The beauty of that too is that they would actually probably have it covered if they, if they Ooh. qualify, they can get their Botox covered medically. Um, for me, it's like it's cosmetic and it's like a side effect. So if you got some boros or if you got some, you know, um, lines across your forehead and you also like the idea of the possible side effect of it helping your headaches, as well, then you can do it. But I never would sell it as like, a, oh, it's going to help with your headaches when you get your Botox with me. I can't make that promise, you know, but I have, I am a yeah. migraine sufferer. And every time I get my Botox, I do notice that my migraines are less frequent and less intense. So I know it helps me, you know, but I can't say that for everybody. Um, hyperhidrosis, 
That clarifies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think there was another person that wrote and said, you know, I had it done and it didn't help me. And it's mm-hmm. like, you had it done. But it sounds, yeah, it sounds like they went in for their wrinkles, but they were like, oh, heard it could be the little two in one, <laughs> not even like addressing yeah. it. Yeah, you know, that's what it yeah. sounds like. It, you know, if she's lucky, it, it can't be a side effect. Now, on the flip side, I've had people get Botox for the first time and then they developed a terrible headache the next day, oh, which, no. is, which is <laughs> kind of, yeah, but it can happen. And it's 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 temporary. Um, I think sometimes it might be because it's their first time and they have so much anxiety that they come mm. in and then they just like get this mm-hmm. weird headache the day after or the day of. Um but the hyperhidrosis, I love it. Sweating, palms, um, oh my even God. feet. Yeah. Now, yeah. it doesn't feel good. It does mm. not feel good. It's very sensitive. But we will use the numbing. We'll try to make it as comfortable as possible. Um, but it, it's amazing. It's, so it slows down the sweat glands. So if you're like right now, I am sweaty. And mm-hmm. these this shirt is probably not white anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Where I'm like pointing to. So that's why people would normally get it done or if they have like an event to go to. Um, oh, and they don't want to sweat through their dress. Yeah, I had, a, I had an actress come in and she sweats profusely, her hands and her pits. And she was like, girl, I booked this show. And not only are we shooting in Hawaii where it's hot as hell, but I have to run in like a whole three-piece suit. Like I think she was playing like a police officer, but she was wearing like like a business suit and she had to like run in the hot sun wearing it. And then on top of that, she had to like touch her co, you know, her co-actor and whatnot. Totally. And <laughs> she's like, my palms sweat like it's like water. Like it, it's crazy. So we did it all on her and it was great. I, I was really happy that I could be a part of her not having to sweat like... <laughs> like a, I love this. Like a like a big like a big sweaty man on yeah. on set. You know? <laughs> Do people ever like? How long does that last? If you were just like, say, um, I'm a pretty big sweater. Say, like, f- I had an event and I just wanted to, like, yeah, not s- embarrass myself. Yeah, <laughs> how long probably, would it last? Probably about like a good three months. Oh wow! Yeah, three months. And you don't have yeah. to be. You don't have to be like an excessive sweater. Or does it, is it specific for excessive sweating? No, if you sweat moderately, you may just not even have any sweat come out. Ooh. Now, with people that sweat a lot, a lot, so we do 100 units, we do 50 units, 50 units. If you do your Ooh. hands, it's 50 units, 50 units. So say somebody that sweats a lot gets 50 units and 50 units. If after about maybe two or three weeks, if they notice that they still have a little bit of sweat, they may just need more. So it's kind of like one of those situations we just have to figure it out case by case. But for the most part, I did have a lady that excessively sweated and she said she didn't really know that it worked until the Botox wore away completely. Oh. And she was like, oh my God. She was like, it did work. She just yeah. wasn't sweating as much as she did, but she probably expected to stop sweating permanently. Like yeah. no sweat at all. But that's not the case for some people. If they do have a lot of sweating, they may still have a little bit but it's not going to be like before, you know? Um, We had a question from a listener, but you basically answered it because they were talking about how they got great Botox on their frown and their brow, but it had no effect on their headaches. Yeah. But you explained it's not just like, oh, you get Botox there and it helps 
it's like there's so much more to it. And that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's also like I feel like if you're getting chronic headaches, you should be going to the doctor anyway. Mm. Yeah, because there's so many different kinds of headaches, you know, like I said, it could be the headaches could be triggered from, you know, the, the back of her neck. It could be anywhere. So it's like the type of headaches that you get, you need it to be diagnosed by your doctor and they need to be figuring out the specific location of where this trigger is occurring, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But it is cool that it's a thing you can do. Yeah. Yeah. I had one lady, she would come in and she would be like, I just need it here. This is where I get my headaches. <laughs> I was like, okay. And it worked for her. I, I, she was always on a budget. And even though like six units is like nothing, but I was so happy that this little bit of six units was helping her, you know, yeah. I'm like, she loved it. And I look, if you like it, I love it. So Here's the thing, too, is if you can get it covered by insurance, get it covered by insurance. Like if you're coming in for a headache or like some kind of like medical issue, Mm. save you some money and try and get it like go through your doctor because, yeah, saving seven hundred dollars sounds pretty, pretty nice. It's amazing. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Roberta, this was so I learned a shit ton, a shit ton. I love it. I love it. And I and one more thing, I just want to let people know when you come in for fillers, I don't want people thinking that they're going to have this drastic change. It like the people that look like they have that drastic change is because they've either been doing it for a very long time and they've been getting a lot over this period of time. But usually people that look amazing, they're getting it done and you wouldn't know because they're getting it done very modestly and they're getting it placed strategically right where they need it. You can have a beautiful sculpted effect and it doesn't have to look sculpted. It can just look like you look like your rejuvenated self. And that's Mm -hmm. what we specialize in. We want everybody to feel and look natural, but just look like their best version of themselves, you know? So we don't do like the Kardashian package where people want like their chiseled jawline. That shit looks weird. If you actually see somebody with it, okay? If you see somebody that has had it done to that extent, it doesn't look natural. It looks crazy as hell. What's the Kardashian effect? I've never heard, like the Kardashian package. um, They were doing this whole jawline situation and girls were getting it like angular. Like it was like robotic. It was, they just wanted like a defined jawline, but I'm like, you don't have to make it look so damn sharp. It doesn't look feminine. It doesn't look soft. It looks weird. Um, yeah, but it's it's all it's like the Instagram effect too. It's like everybody just yeah. like like just like you said, TikTok. You know, we have people that come in. They're like, oh yeah, I started using this product, and we're like, well, where did you hear about this product? Like the ingredients are terrible. Like what? Why are you on using TikTok. this? They're like, I saw it on TikTok, and it's like, oh my god, it's scary. Everybody's yeah. like sheep. You know, yeah. you have yes. to like, oh yes, honestly, honestly, not our beauty baddies though. Our beauty baddies are no. smart bitches. Our beauty ba- they're, look, they stay mm-hmm. informed. That's right? why we love them. Yes, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, TikTok is... Uh, it's done a lot of good, I guess, but... Oh, it could be a rabbit hole, too. Yeah, well, I've never been on, thank God. I don't need that in my life. I don't need that. <laughs> Same. Same. Um, Roberta, can you, will you tell everybody how they can support you, how they can find you? I mean, you oh can support her gosh. by making an appointment, but you know. <laughs> so I'm very, I love people. So you can follow me at F-I-C-E-F-F-A-C-E by Roberta. And because I am so personable, I have a personal one too. It's Roberta the nurse. I don't mind. It's open. So you can follow me or you can lurk if you're a lurker. 
but (laughs) (laughs) you know, there's a lot of lurkers. I love following your Instagram. I get to see sunny California. I get to see beautiful brown girls. I get to see you looking gorgeous, doing the things. Yeah, I've been living my life. You know, I'm 41 and I'm just like, girl, if you're not going to do it, when do you want to do it? You need to do it now, you know, before anything serious happens. Yes, honestly. You know, well, you're killing it. Thank you, honey. Thank you. Absolutely. When I come to uh, Brooklyn, I'm going to come and see y'all. Please do. Please do. I'm I'm really going to come see you uh, for something. I don't know what. Maybe a laser tattoo. I told you I got to get rid of this tramp stamp. Oh, I'll help you. (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) look, (laughs) even if you only come out like once or twice a year, you'll be on your way to fading. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. It's been here for long enough. She could go. Yeah. Get rid of her. (laughs) Bye, bitch. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for hanging out with us today. You you can think about your pussy embossment, Alex. I'm not going to make you get rid of that. That's that's up to you. (gasps) No, I need a gun. (laughs) It's so bad. It's so ugly. And I love wearing like high leg bikini bottoms. And then you just really see this horrible fucking tattoo. What is it? It's bad. It's a dog paw, oh. but like my friend did it for me when we were 17 oh, and it's not like uh, it doesn't it doesn't look like a dog paw. I don't know what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He drew it out with an erasable pen and then used the tattoo machine. Look, I've seen some bad tattoos. I had a girl, she had like a green frog on her bikini line. I was like <laughs> What is that? I think I mentioned that last you time. Did, you did Froggy. Yeah. Unless this guy, his name was Froggy. froggy. Like, girl, get this frog. Like, they're not even cute animals. Like, ugh. That makes me feel, honestly, so much well, better. It wasn't like the frog was, like, perched. It was, like, yeah. stretched out, kind of like a science experiment. Did you ever have to, like... <laughs> yes, Did you ever have frog. to dissect yes. the frog? It was literally like that. I was like, oh, God. Oh, it's so funny. That is fucking hilarious <laughs> um, and awful. Hey everyone, we hope you loved that chat with Roberta. And I hope that if you've been thinking of getting filler or Botox, that you feel a little more armed with some knowledge as to, first of all, how to choose the right practitioner, because I think that's the scariest part of the whole thing. For sure. Yeah. And to also just know, going in, knowing what you want to ask for specifically. Yeah. Knowing if somebody is legit, you know, I think like she answered so many great questions. I love that she told us you can look up people's license number. Like if you really want to know, is this person who they claim they are, which I mean, we all should be doing our due diligence like that. You can completely just go and look them up. That's awesome. Yeah, I had no idea. Um, Shapiro, should we do our beauty baddie moment of the week? We should. So beauty baddie moment of the week is where we recap a moment during the week that we felt beautiful in a non-traditional way. These can be moments of growth, moments of self-care, moments of happiness, whatever. You can record us a voicemail with your beauty baddie moment of the week at 866-6-BADDY. Uh, What's your beauty baddie moment of the week? Um, My beauty baddie moment of the week is that I was accepted into a mentorship program that I applied to. (gasps) Congrats. I'm really, really excited. Oh, my God. Thank you. That's amazing. Thanks, dude. I'm really excited. I have been, you know, working on getting into this program since I think like May, April or May. And it's been uh, not stressful, but just I really wanted to do this. So I'm very, very excited and ready for like the next the next phase of uh, 
life, I guess. I don't know. Fucking growth. The next phase of 2022, because 2022 has been like not. I mean, it's just it's been a fucking year. <laughs> it's been such a year. And so I'm looking forward to closing it out with just like more growth and like a positive upswing for 2023. I love that. Love it. Yeah, um, dude. My beauty baddie moment of the week is that I have been, it's like so lame, but I've been switching up my workouts because I don't know, I get bored. I just get bored. It's kind of the same in the treatment room. Like I like to use new and different Mm -hmm. products because I get bored. Um, But I've been doing more weight training, but I've been upping my weights a little bit and Mm -hmm. it's been kind of life changing I don't oh. I can't explain it. Like I feel you got them osteoblasts going, girl? Yes. And I and maybe it was because <laughs> of our chat with Millie, I don't know, but I was like, let me and I'm not lifting heavy by any means, but just like a little heavier than I've been doing for a while and I don't know, it just makes me feel like a bad bitch when I lift weights. I love that. I can't explain it. I just feel yeah, really dude. fucking good. And now that I'm using weights that are a little heavier I am definitely sore in different places the next day that I've never was sore before and that's always really cool I'm like oh this shit is triggering like little muscles that I wasn't maybe using before so it's fun ah that's awesome so it's also great to kind of just get to know your body as you age you know absolutely I was with an old friend of mine this weekend at the beach and her mom was there and her mom's 60 and I was like your mom doesn't look 60 and I don't know if that's just because I'm getting older so older people don't look as old but I was like I and I could just tell that her mom like felt really good I'm like I want to feel really good when I'm yeah you know same yeah Love this for you, Shapiro. That's awesome. And you're go- you're going to. You're going to feel like a fucking bad bitch, strong bitch. <laughs> a bad bitch, strong bitch. A bad bitch. <laughs> All the things. Um, you guys can DM or email us your listener letters and beauty baddie moments of the week on Instagram at True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast or True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow our personal Instagram accounts. I'm at the Brown Elizabeth Taylor. I'm at Alex Lindley. You can make an in-person or virtual appointment at TrueBeautyBrooklyn.com to hang with Elizabeth. And you can make an in-person appointment with Alex, me. <laughs> and you can make an appointment. <laughs> and you can make an in-person appointment with me at CheekyBrooklyn.com. That's it. That's it, guys. We'll see you next week. See Bye. You next week. Bye. This has been a COCBK production produced by Elizabeth Taylor and Alex Shapiro, mixed by BetaWave. Follow us on Instagram at True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.